Welcome to Reflections from the Heart, presented by Stewardship, a mission of faith. Reflections from the Heart with your host, David Abel, is an outreach of Gospel Reflection, a ministry of Stewardship, a mission of faith. For the next 30 minutes, please join David as he breaks open the bread of life in the Gospel reading for Sunday's Mass. And as the same Holy Spirit who inspired the biblical writers, inspires us today with the truths he reveals to our hearts through his word. Now, here's David with Reflections from the Heart. Welcome everyone to another session of Reflections from the Heart. My name's David Abel. Today I'm joined by Tom Terrace, Tom Fertile, and Rob Longo. Welcome one and all. Good to be here, David. And if everybody would take a moment and get their Bibles, we're going to turn to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 15, verses 21 through 28. But before we break open the bread of life, Rob, do you want to invite the Holy Spirit into our hearts so that we can see what Jesus wants to teach us today? I would love to, David, and it's, it's interesting. I wasn't planning on this, but I'd look down at uh, at our Stewardship of Prayer prayer book, which you know, anybody listening can can get a copy or multiple copies uh, just by calling us. But I was looking down at the book, and it was opened to Prayer for a Peaceful Spirit. There you go. was not my intention, was not my plan, so usually a better plan because it's, uh, it's God. So we'll open up with a prayer from the heart, inviting the Holy Spirit, and then uh, you know, just roll right into the prayer for a awesome. peaceful spirit. In the name of the Father, Father the Son, Son, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. 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 Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for the gift of your love, your kindness, your mercy. Thank you for the gift of this moment. You are the God of now. So now is the time that you have, that you knew from all time that we were going to be here in this studio, that everyone listening would be where they were, hearing your your call to them, hearing your love, hearing your, your message of, of joy and peace. Lord, please... Prepare our hearts. Holy Spirit, come into this conversation. Please guide us. Guide us to to the will of the Father in everything we do as husbands, wives, brothers, sisters, mothers, fathers, grandfathers, grandmothers, in every single role that we have in our lives. Lord, we need you. We need you. Thank you. And most of all, we need you to, uh, to help us to slow down. So please, Lord, slow me down. Ease my pounding heart. Quiet my racing mind, steady my hurried steps. Amidst the confusion of my days, grant me the calmness of your peace. Help me to know the truly restoring gift of sleep. Teach me the art of taking time off, to slow down, to see the beauty in your creation, to chat with a friend, to read a few lines from a good book. Remind me each day that there is more to life than increasing its speed. It is living each moment with you and for you. Let me look upwards into the branches of a towering oak and know that it grew great and strong because it grew slowly and well. Please, Lord, slow me down. Teach me to be gentle and humble of heart, fearing nothing of this world as you are my Lord. Grant me rest for my soul now and eternally with you. Amen. 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 In the name of the Father, Father Son, the Son, Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Tom, do you mind giving us a little gospel love today? Absolutely. Again, this is uh, Matthew chapter 15, 21 through 28. At that time, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman of that district came and called out, Have pity on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But Jesus did not say a word in answer to her. Jesus' disciples came and asked him, Send her away, for she keeps calling out after us. He said in reply, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. 
But the woman came and did Jesus homage, saying, Lord, help me. He said in reply, It is not right to take the food of the children and throw it to the dogs. She said, Please, Lord, for even the dogs eat the scraps that fall from the table of their masters. Then Jesus said to her in reply, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And the woman's daughter was healed from that hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, you, Lord Lord Jesus Jesus Christ. Christ. You know, once again, we have beginning with Jesus um, withdrawing. With Jesus, you know, kind of taking a step back. And, uh, you know, it's like scripture is full of times when Jesus, uh, you know, tr- almost tried to get away a little bit and uh, always something great happens. You know, there's, uh, you know, and I guess that kind of reminds us that, you know, uh, he's always on duty. <laughs> you know, there's, uh, um, he's always there. And so here's this woman at, at her um, at most hour of need, uh, even though Jesus kind of withdrew and, you know, probably probably suspect that he knew what was going on. Of course, he, he was where he needed to be, uh, you know, to help her. Mm. So it's just interesting, though, again, starting with that, uh, taking some time back and, you know, on his own. And Tom, I was thinking about when you're sharing that story, and I, I, think, I think I've shared this before, but it's uh, such a just for me, just a powerful example of, of, of how awesome God is. So one of those days where. Uh, I don't know if anybody's ever feel, felt like this, where you're giving, 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 and then you're you're empty, right? And uh, I was kind of on a, on a on a on a run of those days, and my prayer life was was in the toilet. I just couldn't, you know, get two words together in prayer. So I withdrew. I withdrew to a chapel that I knew had adoration, and I and I show up and and sit there. And I was like, Lord, I'm dry. I'm done. I'm toast. I said, I, I can't even think. Of, I can't even put two words together. Uh, let alone, you know, any, any, any coherent prayer. So I'm just going to sit here. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here and hang out with you. And, and I'm going to just decide to love you. I don't feel anything right now. I, I'm just going to decide to love you. And I said, I don't, I don't want any consolation, Lord. I just want to decide to love you. So I just hung out in that, you know, in, in the withdrawal of the chapel and just hung out with Jesus. And, uh, and that's it. I just hung out and decided to love him. And he said that, you know, some good stuff happens after Jesus withdrew. So I get into my car and I'm not even out of the parking lot. And I get a call from a woman who I had met only once before. And she said, uh, you know, I answer the phone, Rob Longo. She screams, I've been looking for you. I met you here and there. You know, I met you here. And uh, the Lord said that you need to go to France with us. So she was calling me to invite me to France. And she said, we're going to pay everything too. And I was like, Gloria, I was just in the chapel. I'm in this dry time in my life, in my journey. And I said to Jesus, I'm just going to stay here and hang out with you. I don't want a consolation. You know, I just want to decide to love you. And she laughed. She goes, he doesn't need to listen to you. He wants to give you this. Accept it. <laughs> right? So withdrawal. Yeah. You know, and, and just like I'm, th- I'm thinking of my kids. Like, when my kids just sit on my lap and they're not performing, they're not doing anything. They just come up and they just jump on my lap. And they let me put my arms around them and just hug them. And they're not saying anything to me. I'm not saying anything to them. But the love is felt. All right? And that's what I did that day. And especially being in full-time ministry and, and those who are listening you know, in, in your full-time work or the volunteer work that you do or the parenting or grandparenting, whatever that we do that drains us sometimes. Right? Just jump up in, in Abba's lap. Jump up in the Father's lap and just let him hug you. All right? I need to do that more. I need to do that more. Withdraw and allow the Lord to hug me, to love me, and then prepare me for what he has coming next. 
That's beautiful, Rob, because you brought back the memory this weekend. I, I drove nine hours up to Boston, Massachusetts with eight of the children. My wife was in Florida with two of the other children, you know, and it's like I was exhausted. And I get there and then it's, you know, go to dinner with the children. And then the next morning it's do this with the children. And then they want to go to the mall shopping, which is top of my do not want to do list. <laughs> so I go to the mall shopping and I, I'm, I'm beat. I'm like on my knees. I blew my knees out playing uh, sand volleyball. Of course, Friday before I left on this trip, which was not very smart. And I'm walking the mall and I look and there's a St. Francis chapel in this massive mall in Boston. In the mall. In the mall. In the biggest mall in Boston. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I open the door to go in. And they're having adoration. No way. I'm like, you oh. gotta be kidding me. Man, I couldn't wait. I'm like a little kid. You know, I, I got in, I get in my pew. I'm like, this is, I couldn't kneel down because my knees were so <laughs> sore from, from aching. But I just sat there. It was so beautiful. You know, and, and, and while I was there, next thing I know, I fell dead asleep. The next thing I know, I wake up, the priest is up there <laughs> concluding the adoration. I had slept through everything, but you know what? I had such a great peace because I went to the father as a little child, worn out tired and I needed rest and I needed just quiet time. So what a beautiful experience to just be there, you know, and and to just feel the Father love me, fill me back up, give me strength to continue on my day, heal my knees a little bit. But what a beautiful, beautiful experience. And I really believe that's what Jesus says here when he says he withdrew. But the key is, as you shared, Tom, always be open to the divine appointments. Because when I came out of the chapel, there were all my kids sitting on a bench. Because I text them, I'm going, in, going into the chapel. And they were all sitting there saying, no, Dad, we just decided we're going to sit here. We're just going to wait for you. How precious. They saw their fa- father to go in to get refueled, re-energized. Of course, they didn't know. They thought, boy, you were really pious in there, Dad. You were there a long time <laughs> in that same position. Yeah, I was, I was sad asleep. Of course, then it was a joke because I always snore when I sleep. But what a beautiful time and a beautiful example for the children. Take time out from shopping to give time to the Father to get refueled and re-energized. Beautiful. And, and some people might be listening to your story, David. Thank you for your transparency. And they might feel embarrassed that they've fallen asleep or they might feel guilty or bad, whatever. And and I used to do that as well. I, I would fall asleep at adoration and I would be like, man, I'm sorry, Lord. And then I opened up a story about St. Therese. And St. Therese had a tough time staying awake in, in chapel as well. And she loves... And the relationship she had with her earthly father was so, so special. And she was wrestling with this. And God spoke to her and asked her the question, did your father, your earthly father, did your father love you any less when you fell asleep in his lap? Neither do I love you any less when you fall asleep in mine. It's not like you said, all right, kids, I'm going to go in and take a nap. No. You went into the father. Yeah. And he allowed you to sleep. He allowed you to I didn't even know I was that tired. (laughs) Yeah, right? And and it's beautiful. So if if anybody, you know, is dozed off or whatever, you know, one of the the greatest saints that we have, one of the greatest prayer warriors ever, St. Therese, uh, you know, taught us that beautiful lesson that, you know, when, when we fall asleep in the father's arms, uh, he he's, he doesn't love us any less. Yeah, no, and, I, and don't let the enemy beat you up because that's who it is that plays mm-hmm. that record. And it was so precious. When I woke up, I felt like I was on the lap of my father mm-hmm. and I just woke up, just stirred, and it was precious. <laughs> of course, God has a sense of humor and I kind of chuckled about it. And, and of course, my son, Zach, he, he really chuckled about it because he was saying, did you snore, Dad? Did you snore? Did you bother everybody else? I'm like, son. <laughs> This uh, gospel reminds me, this lady in this gospel, to me, is a great example of prayer. 
um, you know, she she first says, "Has have pity on me, Lord." Mm-hmm. So she's kind of acknowledging her sinfulness and her state that she doesn't almost deserve to mm-hmm. be in Jesus's presence, you know. And then she does does him homage, you know, and and says, "Help me." So you could see how intent she is yeah. in her prayer and how focused she is on on Jesus. She's not worried about the disciples wanting her to get away. She's focused. And I think like when we pray, you know, when you're doing like a, a meditation you, and your mind is always wandering, but we always try and stay focused on what it is we're praying for, who we're praying for, and on who to whom we're praying for, our Lord. And so I think she just does a great to me, anyway, it speaks to me of a great example of someone in prayer and an intercessory prayer and a, a parent's prayers. I know are very powerful in front of God, especially like a father for his son or daughter. It's because of that authority. You know, you have authority over them on earth, and God respects that. So, mm. anyone out there who's sibling or whose child is you know straight away pray for them because god hears those prayers amen that's beautiful tom and this also shows us it's an oxymoron actually but it shows her beautiful humility Mm. you know have pity on me and then she identifies him as the messiah lord son of david so she identifies Mm. who he is you know and she doesn't give up she continues Mm. that that humility she doesn't take up an offense she considers that humility unlike those that are closest to Jesus, the disciples, because something happens here. Jesus doesn't say a word in her answer to answer to her. Why? Because he wants to watch and see the heart of his disciples. Mm. <laughs> and what do they say? They ask him, it says, which is not true. They don't ask him. They tell him, send her away, for she keeps calling out after us. In other words, she's bothering us, Lord. And by, besides that, Lord, she's not one of us. She's not one of the holy huddle crowd. She's a Canaanite. She's a pagan. Get rid of her. You know, so the Lord says, oh, okay, you want to hear the language that goes with that? Let me give it to you. So the Lord says, you know, that she came, he came for the, the only for the lost sheep, the house of Israel, you know, and, you know, and about the dogs and the scrap and all. And these guys are probably like, wow, listen to the Lord talking about this. But no, no, no. The Lord was viewing their hearts. Mm. The Lord's heart doesn't change. His heart is a heart of mercy and compassion, you know, and, and he wants to answer this daughter's prayers. They're beautiful. They're precious. But he also wants to challenge the pride. They don't ask him what to do. They don't humbly say, Lord, what would you have us do? Oh, no, no, no. They want to form him in the image and likeness of what they want. So they want her, him to and command the Lord mm-hmm. God Almighty, I want to command him to send her away. Let's get rid of her. So, man, I mean, when I read that and looked at that, I'm like, wow. So this is a beautiful teaching lesson for each of us. We think because we're Catholic, we're Christians, you know, we we we, we do all these prayers, we do all this stuff. You know, we're so close to the Lord, but we, have, we can have cataracts, spiritual cataracts that build up our eyes to fail to see the, and hear a spiritual deafness, the need of and the cry of others. So for me, man, Lord, please help me. Grant me the eyes to see, the ears to hear, and always a heart, your heart, Lord, to respond with love in all situations. God doesn't play favorites. All humanity is his creation. Satan cannot create a soul. He is not a God. God woos all humanity to himself. And I love that. I don't know the theological term that the priest used, but 
he gives this woman who is a pagan, she's not a, a Jew, she's not one of the chosen chosen children of Israel, but he gives her healing grace. And he's doing that to people all over the world, not judging them, not condemning them, to woo him to himself so that, that through that healing grace, they can come to that conversion event. They can come to know him, love him, and be a part of this family for all eternity. It's You know, David, it's a strong message there. It, again, she, she's, a, she's a Gentile. She's not in the fold. She's not the chosen person. And she recognizes that. I mean, and, and, and you know, a couple of months ago, like the little hashtag, she persisted, was a big politically loaded thing. She persisted. This lady persisted. She kept with it. In humility, in love for her daughter, she persisted in prayer, you know, and didn't didn't argue with him. Knew her knew her her status, or at least her perceived status of not being in the fold, and and and, and yet she persisted uh, and she came back in prayer. And it's a message because again, the apostles figured, uh, well, she's not one of us, but the God, God was still working on her even though she wasn't in the fold. And what a message to us as we think about people, those of us who have been given that gift of faith, those of us who, who feel as, you know, we're, we're on the boat, we're, in, we're, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're active in our church. There's a lot of people out there who have not fully embraced Christ, have not fully embraced God, and, but God's working on them. And I think more times than not, the way God works on other people is by putting us in contact. And what do we do? Who do, I, who do we identify with here? Because we identify with the disciples, and we shun them, we condemn them, we judge them, we push them away. Opportunity for that divine appointment has been lost. Mm. You know, how do we respond? This is how we respond. In love, with truth, with charity, you know, not accepting, you know, inappropriate uh, things, but with love, reaching out to them, recognizing that they, everyone we encounter, is a child of God. And do, do not let that opportunity for that divine appointment to, uh, to fall away because we've turned somebody away or turned somebody back. I would say we had an opportunity last week to host a lot of the folks from the Harrisburg Diocese right here uh, in, in youth ministry. And at, at the parish level, high school level, college level, and uh, one of our one of our flag bearers of of, uh, of ministry for Spirit Power, Marty Rotella, he was there, and he provided music. And I was asking him how the how the mass was, and he said, "Oh man, Father's homily was awesome." He said the Lord was really speaking to me about don't judge, don't judge anyone, like like you're, you're sharing time, don't judge ever, anyone. And you know, in in our, in our everyday walk, especially with you know, people in youth ministry and in high schools and colleges, there's a lot of stuff going on. I mean, there's a lot of kids, young adults that are doing things that we may absolutely know that they're, you know, doing some stuff over the weekend or whatever, and we may judge them and it might prevent us from inviting them, right? They, you know, they're, they're getting invited. You know, they're, get, they're getting invited to the party. They're getting invited to that lifestyle or that, you know, that th- those things. But we should invite, right? So, but I think our judgments cloud us and our judgments inhibit us from from truly and authentically inviting someone into uh, into an encounter a potential encounter with Christ and you know Rob uh, Dave to your point uh, and many of those ministers that were here we had a period in the afternoon for uh, confession and for walking through the stations of the cross and uh, some and some quiet time and Dave I saw him on the gazebo I saw him on the park bench by the pond I saw him underneath apple trees many of them crawled up in the father's lap and just took some downtime and, and, and took some quiet sleep time as well. You know, it's, that's how God refreshes us any means, any, any means we need. So there you go. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, I think many of us are blind and deaf to the opportunity to pray for others. Too many times, you know, I mean, there was a man that passed away in the near, just recently, that in the eyes of Christendom 
would have been a great sinner in his whole life story that we know of. But I've prayed for him throughout my Christian journey for his conversion. No idea if it ever happened on his deathbed. But instead of then condemn him or say, well, he's going to get what he deserves, which I've heard people say, I asked, how can I pray for him? Because he had passed and was put in my heart. I can pray a Divine Mercy mm-hmm. Chapel. Mm-hmm. No. I don't know, but that's what was put in my heart. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you right, driving the car right then, right there, I prayed a Divine Mercy Chaplet for that man. And I felt good. Mm-hmm. You know what? I don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't know where his soul is. As soon as I think I do, you know, I'm wrong. Right. I'm wrong. So, ladies and gentlemen, there's so many opportunities for us for pray for people, but the enemy grabs us and he sneaks in there and he robs us of the greatest gift we could give another, the gift of prayer, the gift of what this woman did for her daughter, intercession. Man, if we wake up to that, we can live a life of prayer. <laughs> Scriptures tell us to pray without ceasing. It's not a joke. It's not a joke. It's the word of God. It's a command. So how do you do that? You involve God in everything, all decisions, everything, from the bedroom to the boardroom, everything. I don't know if this is a sort of a confirmation of what you just said, but on the way down here, I had that same inspiration to pray for someone, and I grabbed my rosary and did the Divine Mercy Chapel for that person, yes. just like you said. So, um, And all it was, it was just this strong feeling that I needed to pray for this person. Mm-hmm. And so if you, anyone out there has that sort of a compel, compelling force within to pray for someone, that might be God you know, knocking on your heart. So uh, that Divine Mercy prayer is powerful. And, and for those who need a little help uh, remembering the Divine Mercy or, or the Rosary within the prayer book that we uh, that we have here at Stewardship, we have the Rosary, we have all the mysteries, we have reflections on the mysteries, we have the Divine Mercy Chaplet, and a bunch of other prayers. So again, if there's uh, a need for for you individually, or if you have a group of people, uh, just just get in touch with us. We'll we'll send them out to you. I had my taste of prayer without ceasing. Uh, you know, last week, uh, Father George Grima, you know, uh, joined us here on the on the radio show and having spent some time with him and shelling him back and forth across central Pennsylvania. Um, you know, on the turnpike, of course, we're doing a rosary. We've got time. And and he would just uh, start out with some glory bees, you know, just, uh, you know, for whoever needed it at that time. And we'd pull up to any particular house we were going to or any particular, um, you know, meeting or event. And, and, and it was just moments of prayer. And that really gave me the taste of what, what that really means, Dave, that scripture about prayer with without ceasing, you know? Um, and it wasn't always formal and it wasn't always, but it was just, it was a beautiful thing to see someone who truly lives that. It was inspirational. It was, it was challenging. And, and I'll tell you, you, you know, for a few days, you, you, it, it was just, it was life-changing and um, it, it, it doesn't take much. How, yeah. how long does it take to say a glory be? How long? Yeah. A couple of seconds before mm. any, any major endeavor, something like that. Amen. It's, it's, we can all do it. Mm. You Absolutely. know, this weekend I was really battling with a lot of things that were coming into my mind of, of people you know, I'm like, Lord, you know, take take this away from me. And then I stopped and I listened and I and what was put in my heart was, David, the reason it's happening, they need your prayer. And I'm like, wow. You know what then? Every time it happens, I'm praying. Mm. And that's what I did. Now the images are gone. You know, it's, it's past. But this whole weekend, it was like a spiritual mm. battleground mm. that was going on. And confirmation of the Divine Mercy Chaplet, and I'll share this I guess you could call it a mystical experience for me in my life, you know, but for years, our friends, best friends, their their son committed suicide, drove into a tree, was killed, and I'm dying. I'm like, oh, man, what do I do? And I'm praying for the family, praying for the healing, 
you know, this family. And about three years later, one morning, I got up at three o'clock in the morning and I'm, you know, I went to the restroom and, and, and you know, I come out and I'm by the sink and I'm like, Lord, how do I pray for this family? And, and immediately was put on my heart to pray for this young man, a divine mercy chaplet. Mm. And I went, no, wait a minute. He's been gone for three years. How can I pray a divine mercy chaplet for him? You know, that means that perhaps he didn't go to, you know, to the wrong place, you know, that there's a, there's a hope there's a, in, in, in purgatory. You know, so I pray this divine mercy chaplet for this young man. And then the Lord puts on my, my heart to tell his mother. And I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. There's no way I'm going to share this with his mother, but I want you to. So ends up, he, I said, well, you got to set the appointment up. So next thing you know, they, they, they drive in my drive that day. And I wanted to tell her face to face. I said, oh, man, Lord, I said, you got you to set that up too. So the husband gets in the back of the car and, and he's a pretty big guy. And I'm like, hey, you got to be kidding me. I said, get in the front, sit up front. He said, no, no, I want to sit in the back. So husband's sitting in the back while the wife sits up front. And I get to tell her what happened. And she looks at me this most strangest look. And she says, uh, how did you know? I said, how did I know what? She said, how did you know? I said, I don't understand what you mean. And she said, last night, David, my son appeared to me with white sparkles floating down behind him. And he reached over and banged my hand. She said, how did you know that happened? I said, I have no idea it happened. The only thing I was asked to do at 3 o'clock in the morning was pray a Divine Mercy chaplet. I said, I had no idea. I said, but... My dear lady, that was a confirmation for the Lord that the prayers were heard, and that was your son letting you know he was going to heaven. Wow. So for me, again, mm-hmm. mystical experience, you can take it for what it's worth, but it happened. It mm-hmm. happened with me. It happened with the mother. Amazing story. Our prayers are powerful. Do not lose the opportunities. Do not miss those divine appointments to pray. Pray without ceasing. Pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet. And again, trust God in all matters. God, and God is the God of now. Uh, so that moment that that young man decided to do what he did is the same as now, as us talking right now, right? So retroactive praying is is real, that you can pray at that moment of a person's death or prior to their death, right? You can pray a chaplet retroactively for that moment that, that they would say yes, that they would, you know, that they, that they would say yes, because we don't know that last moment of life. You know what I'm saying? That last right. split second, that moment of grace, that healing grace, that that didn't happen. And he had a chance to say, Father, forgive me, and bang, it's over. Yeah. So God bless each and every one of you. Don't miss those opportunities. Look for the divine appointments. Ask the Father for the gift of the eyes to see, spiritual eyes to see, and a heart to respond with love. The spiritual ears to hear and a heart to respond to your every utterance, Father, and then hearts to be open to be the world changers you've caused us to be. God bless you. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Reflections from the Heart has been presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. We hope that you've been blessed and encouraged as you listen to Reflections from the Heart. If so, you might consider participating in a Gospel Reflection group. For information on locations and times of Gospel Reflection Groups, or how to start a Gospel Reflection Group in your area, please visit our website at stewardshipmission.org and click on Gospel Reflection Groups, or call us at 
Stewardship, a mission of faith, is a 501c3 nonprofit organization and depends on donations from people like you to make Reflections from the Heart possible. If you enjoyed this broadcast, please prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation by visiting our website or calling us at 717-367-0100. On behalf of David and the staff here at Stewardship, a Mission of Faith, thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless, protect, and guide you on your journey home to Him. Thank you.